This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Hello and welcome to Law and Order S Review here on Fanversation. As always, I am Yael Teagle. I'm joined by Taylor Gates. Hello, Taylor. Hello. I'm joined by Felicia Michelle. Hello, Felicia. <laughs> um, today we are talking SVU Season 22, Episode 8, The Only Way Out is Through. Uh, as a reminder, before we jump in, if you are in a situation and need help, please reach out to the RAIN hotline. Their number is 1-800-656-4673. 1-800-656-4673. Taylor, what does that spell? It spells hope. It does spell hope. Yes, it does. RAIN does spell hope. Um, so the the other thing we should mention um, is that sometimes the show goes dark and when it does, we make light. That is how we process and get through it and and also, it is a TV show, so please keep that in mind as we get into this episode, because I have a feeling we're going to say something, and it may not be me this time. Oh, that's a, that's a little twist. I'm ready. Hmm. All right, let's see. <laughs> we'll see who says it. Um, all right, let's jump into the quick cap again, season 22, episode 8, The Only Way Out is Through. The quick cap is a lie. Benson helps two sister get closure from a harrowing childhood assault, and Kat's cousin reaches out for help. So it starts with a lie. That was confusing. I was like, wait. She's- yeah. She's out there taking temperatures. She's not doing anything with her job in this episode. Let's let's start with that. What is the what was the point of what was the point? What was the point? I mean, are we to assume that this is the week she was shooting organized crime? That's crossover. Taylor, you read my mind. Like, you like that's what I'm thinking logistically. But at the same time, why was she even there at the beginning? Just be like, yeah, Noah has COVID. Like, she's gone for the whole episode. Like, she was in there and like felt like she was gonna do a lot. But like, why did not just have her come at the end for that for that scene, which was important, which we'll talk about. But yeah, it was like an odd like way to bring her in and then take her out and then bring her back in again. Like, okay, and then not necessary, but all right. Uh, Felicia, what were you saying? I'm just not. I just I can't even hold my peace. I'm just not in it. Like I'm just not. This episode just wasn't it. Like I got on here with you were like. Oh, why do you? Because I didn't even want to put on my like makeup or like a shirt. These are my pajamas. These are my actual pajamas that I wore today. Because this like I'm not even motivated. This episode was giving me very much like when you make a bunch of food at the beginning of the week and then at the end it's like some things that are food but they don't go together. But they will make sure you're not hungry and you don't starve. It was that. That's exactly what this episode was for me, and I didn't. I didn't enjoy it. Daryl says, Felicia, that's certainly a look. No shade. I'm a, I appreciate that you explained it to us. Um, let me ask you both this. What was this episode trying to say? I think that's a, a valid question. Because while I did it, like, 
enjoy pieces of all the different cases separately, it was very difficult to find a cohesive sort of narrative or theme. And I think the promo last week was like, oh, everyone deals with things in different ways. And like, here's different ways people are processing, which like, I understand the like, what the effort, but I don't feel like they, they like fit together. And an episode that we really loved, I think last season or maybe the season before, but there was like those three different cases. I know it was like Kat's friend. I forget what the other two, I know Finn was like part of uh, one of them for the other. I'm like having trouble thinking of the actual details but that one felt like it cohesively went together so well and these three just like felt a little disjointed so I do understand your critique there I I see what you're saying because that episode was at midnight in Manhattan and it Mm -hmm. was the episode with um Lakira who was the sex worker um and the domestic violence family that Finn was dealing with and a third one that I can't remember I think Oh, nope. the one where she's at the Crab Shack, right? Or is that a different one? Or she went to like the seafood restaurant on the beach and like the Uber guy? No, that's a different one. That's the longest oh, shoot. home or oh, something. Oh, man. Maybe those were like back to back. So I'm messing about Yes. But. Uh, but yes, I agree. And I think it's interesting that they're doing, you know, I here, here are things I appreciated in this episode. Here are my positives. I'm going to just put them all out. So first of all, the performances of all of the women were incredible. Um, all of the women, I have to give shout outs to these performances because they were top notch. So Crystal Lucas Perry, who played Anika and Sydney Elise Johnson, who played Imani, amazing performances. I almost started crying watching it. So great. Um, We have Jane Bruce, who played uh, Nora, also like a very nuanced performance, really great. And Nicola Rossi, who played Lily, who... First of all, that casting, I 100% believe they're cousins. Yes. Hands down. Um, so really great performances. Uh, yeah, the, Lily, I was like, oh, I know this girl. I know this girl. Um, She's such so, a wild card. <laughs> yeah. So first of all, the ca- the casting, the performances were amazing. Um, I do like the idea of shaking things up and doing a little bit of a different format as we saw last season. We did, like you said, those three storylines, which then tied into the season finale. What was the season finale um, with the Sir Toby trial um, and the, and Lakira came back and the um, domestic violence case came back. Like those came back. Great. Um, I like that we're changing things up. That's cool. But what were we trying to say? I also appreciate that we're looking into the idea of restorative justice. This wasn't it. Felicia. I'm sorry. What is it? What's the actual definition? I should look this up and decide like, what is that actually like? What does that look like in a real life scenario? Because like, let's be honest, like Law and Order, like you said to be in this show, it's a television show. So they do a lot of things that are not like police would do so what is that like i wonder like what that actually is in the real world is that a thing like people are yes i'm so glad you asked um we're mixing up today's show let me tell you about restorative justice so first of all restorative justice is a thing it is a thing that has been going on for uh, quite a while and a lot of shows this season have been um bringing it up and dealing with it. if you watch all rise they are like really diving into what restorative justice is um earlier i mean it's no longer on the air but how to get away with murder had an episode about restorative justice um so from the wikipedia page restorative justice is an approach to justice in which one of the uh sorry i'm gonna 
Reading is hard, everybody. Restorative justice is an approach to justice in which one of the responses to a crime is to organize a meeting between the victim and the offender, sometimes with representatives of the wider community. The goal is for them to share their experiences of what happened, discuss who was harmed by the crime and how, um, and to create a consensus of what the offender can do to repair the harm of the offense. So the big way to think about it is this. Traditionally, the criminal justice system asks three questions. What laws have been broken? Who did it? And what do the offenders deserve? Restorative justice asks six questions. Who has been hurt? What are their needs? Whose obligations are these? What are the causes? Who has a stake in the situation? And what is the appropriate process to involve stakeholders in an effort to address causes and put things right? Interesting. So the, very interesting. Yeah, the basic idea of restorative justice is to have the um, offender and the person that was hurt come to the table and discuss what can be done, share their stories, talk to each other. Um, and and decide together, make an agreement. And what Rollins points out is that it takes a while because you meet with a representative, you meet with someone who does this to mediate the conversation and they bring rules, you know, what you can say, what you can't say, who can ask, you know, what the whole idea is. Um, and, and the show, which I think is wonderful, they wanted to deal with it and they should have done it didn't they were like we want to do this oh it's going to take time nope we're not going to do it we're going to do what we want and if he's already in jail then doesn't that kind of defeat the purpose a little bit um well it was like he had been it was for every other case except for theirs. oh that's true good point good point so i i i i get that but they their their performances were amazing like that was that was I loved, I mean, I love that. Like it, it hurt to watch. That probably was the one that really got me the most. And I and I think we've all kept saying over and over again, like, well, what was the theme? And I mean, obviously it's something with victims, but it was just like really hard for me to make a clear, concise theme with this like particular episode. But the individual, you know, I like salmon and I like pizza, but I don't necessarily want to eat salmon and pizza for dinner at the same time. So it's kind of like that. That's a great analogy. That it really is. I also think that like they could, all of these could have been stretched into their own episodes and I would have like loved them because I feel like Amani and Anika like were so powerful. I would have loved to see like us diving deeper into that sort of. um, And like Nora and Jimmy, that was a really interesting where he's like kind of conning her into like, using her words sort of against her and then obviously the one that like i feel like definitely would have been a full episode is like the cat and her cousin storyline like we've had so many arcs of family members like getting into this kind of stuff so it's crazy that that was like the shortest piece of this episode like i feel like that would have been a major draw we didn't even publicize that like in the promo which felt crazy to me it it seems like that was that's building to something later like in it, and really maybe kind of like an ongoing issue with which is like, how do we deal with cat? Like every single person has had their one time, and like as she's come along to like be a part of the show, they're just like, how am I just deal with her? She, like she really like she she does too much, and and Carisi was like, he asked Finn like, how do I? <laughs> it gets mad, make her mad. Like it's just kind of like that's just how 
is. Um, so I think maybe something along the lines in their relationship, because we've seen him be the new guy. He was a detective and now he's ADA. Like, I think that maybe um, somewhere along the line, he can um, identify with her go-getter kind of mentality because he has a lot of that and had a lot of that. Um, and my opinions have changed, but, you know. Interesting. Um, he's not really, he doesn't have that edge he used to have. For me, for me, for me. Wow. Um, I, I love Sarah's in our chat, giving us, uh, her thoughts. Sarah says, I got a vibe, uh, of a slight forgiveness theme, maybe leading to the infamous return of Stabler and forgiveness. What happened there? Um, or maybe just giving them too much credit. That's a really great, uh, that's a great point. Forgiveness was a big part of it. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I just, sorry, Felicia, what'd you say? That was a great point. Yeah, it was a great point. Um, I just think it was odd right like i i felt the opposite of you all i you, you know taylor saying that it should each of these could have been an episode it almost felt like they didn't have enough which is why they would like shortened it which is even more interesting because with anika and imani um which you know daniel delgado says the sisters were the best part of the episode yes agreed um i almost felt like that could have almost all of their stuff could have been done without Daryl Clark without the guy. Um, the only part that I feel was necessary was for Anika to read her diary to him. Like that was what she wanted to do. And the rest of it, like he wasn't there and they dealt with their issues together. And it, I don't know, it reminded me of older episodes um, where we'd have like Stabler and a perp for the whole episode, like telling the story of what happened and going through that. Um, and it, I almost felt like we could have done that with that story and with the Nora and Jimmy story. Like that could have been Finn and Nora going through it the whole time. Like, yeah, it just, anyway, it feels, it feels odd. This episode was odd. Weird. But I mean, there were some good things though. There were, the, the, there were great moments. I think that that's what we got. We still got like great SVU moments but maybe just not and some things are actually just downright hilarious honestly like this episode was also funny but i do have to preface that i should start at the beginning of this episode by saying that i had surgery um like about two days prior and i was under anesthesia so i also could be confused about this episode a little bit but i feel like this is the best one to have happen to me too <laughs> because here's the thing I, I usually have funny quotes. I have no funny quotes. I only have like powerful quotes for this. So like that is very interesting to hear. Yeah, Felicia, what made you laugh? She's going silent. Okay, all right. It was the one, and I know this is gonna this sound gonna sound so bad, but like, um, it was the part where it was Daryl Clark and they're in the thing, and he's like, I wouldn't want it you because you're black, and I was like. How did that fit anywhere, I, too? I was like, I just started. <laughs> what? Like, is this what you're using to cast doubt that he may or may not be the person responsible for this crime? Like, because that is, that's cheap. And it just made me, it just made me laugh. I don't know. And and maybe it's not funny, but it's just, it was real. Um... No, I agree. What was that? It was like real, like common like it's a strategy like as a strategy that sometimes mm. you see in television where you just like 
like you just I don't know like it just I don't know I just I I just laughed because I was just like wow like, um I'm glad you brought that that part up because specifically like I said I don't I don't know why he was there like I don't know why we were casting doubt because it at no point was there a chance that it wasn't him like that's the other thing is we that's not what this episode was like maybe he didn't no he did so why are we trying to cast out and also why was he there like other than her reading her diary to him he served no purpose and and i didn't need it and i didn't need i didn't need his racism <laughs> like it didn't add think that's that's essentially what it was like i was like that didn't even do anything that was like you already were disgusting like how much more disgusting of a human being did you, did you need to be if you're like raping kids like oh now oh and you're racist okay like <laughs> i i agree and that's why i'm saying it could be longer because we actually if we actually dove into like that subject matters that are just throwing it in or like diving into like the the doubt that he's placing like if the, it was actually brought into question like then yeah we go investigate that we find someone else who did it because it wasn't him but like it was him the whole time so like why did we like have half of that storyline and have it not tie in at all you know what wait let me think about this i think about it again when i was in the shower i was like maybe there is something because i've been really this has been on my mind and I was like, okay, well, maybe the thing is like different types of of processing, right? So they all did process. But they all process. They did process in their own ways. Those those sisters really got the closure that they probably needed decades ago. It's a shame it took their mother dying from COVID that we briefly mentioned. But even though we're still in the global panda express. Um, <laughs> uh, Yes, um, that happened to their mother for them to get that closure. And then um, Kat's cousin clearly wanted to forgive her attacker. And I kind of felt like she might want to when we saw the opening scene of her, her actual attack um, with him. Because it was, it started off kind of consensual, consensual um, which we hear a lot in the series. And then obviously that was clearly assault. Um but just like kind of like seeing how she really kind of wanted to forgive him so she could get this life. Like, cause Kat kept saying, oh, you and your family, y'all moved up into Manhattan and y'all didn't talk to us anymore. So obviously like something about his lifestyle is appealing to her to try to believe him. I don't know. You don't want to blame the victim, but it was just like, girl. I, I get what you're saying. Cause it, it really, it did feel like, I feel like, so Lily's story is, is, a very common story, right? I think it's, they say that most of the rapes are people, you know, um, stranger rape is very rare. Um, so like it, her story is the most common. And, and I know that we, sometimes when you're in a situation like that, a woman will want, will want it to not have been, will want to, will gaslight themselves into convincing, you know, into thinking that it wasn't what it was. And so, you know, he, facilitated that gaslighting with her and like tried to smooth it over. And I think, I think you're right. Yeah. There are different, you know, it was different ways of processing. Let's talk a little bit about Nora and Jimmy. Um, because, so I, I love a con artist. That's like one of my favorite things on TV is cons. Um, so I was like, yes, manipulative con artist. Like, let's see more of that. But no, we got, we got, you know, subdued. What'd you say? 
that would have been a great episode. That would have been a great episode. Yeah. Um, it, it was okay. It came out okay. But it, I think they, <laughs> Felicia, what'd you say? They only had a little bit of time to get that in. And, you know, you can't get all that manipulation and grief and all. You know, there's there was layers to, you know, things like that we love like that. There's layers and there just wasn't time to really build on that. So I think it would have been a great full episode like Taylor had said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Taylor? I do. I will say I, I liked, I loved like the lines in that storyline, if that makes sense. Like, I think she had some really amazing quotes. And so I think it like makes sense that he used them. And because so, when she was talking, I was like, wow, this is like so powerful and like eloquently said. And so I do kind of like that he like used them against her because I think that they knew what they were doing and they planted those like, really amazing quotes, if that makes sense. I don't know. I did like that. I think it's interesting. I was thinking about it um, and how, if he had taken what she said and reworded it, would she have picked up on it? Like, would she have figured it out? Mm. Because if he was a better con artist, he would have done that. He would have reworded what she said. Instead of literally using word for word, he would have tried to change it. It's like he never cheated on a college essay. I don't understand. Hello, plagiarism <laughs> flag flying right now. <laughs> but I do, speaking of college essays, I love that they introduced this idea of him doing a good good inmate checklist, like getting a degree and going to church and joining NA and Finn being like, he's not an addict, but, but he can go to the meeting and that <laughs> looks good. That's crazy. Yeah. I think um, I think I think when someone is that deeply hurt and they express some sentiment like the one that she expressed, expressed that she, only she would know that she felt that way. He would never have known had he not met with her. So if he didn't do work for work, obviously that helped us get it. But I think someone would know like when someone is trying to articulate their pain in the way that they've only done. Like I think she it would have like come to her. I want to give her the benefit of the doubt. Um, even though she was petrified of this this man, I, that was horrible. Yeah. Um, any other thoughts on this episode before we move to our segments? <laughs> You're just like we're done. <laughs> I mean, look. I first of all, so I, as you all know, I I tend to watch the episode at least twice before we do our after show, and. Hulu, my internet was not having it today, so I couldn't rewatch the episode. And I went, well, that's fine. <laughs> like, that tells you how much I liked it because I didn't even... All right, let's talk about the last scene um, <laughs> because that was great. Um, and that was the only part I didn't need to rewatch to remember. Um, so apparently Olivia's getting a women award um, yep. <laughs> in exactly a month. What was that, Felicia? She's a strong woman, so she's mm-hmm. getting word for being a strong woman. And it's in exactly a month, and you never know who's going to show up. I literally yeah. shouted, so <laughs> subtle. So subtle. But this raises so many questions. The only question it raises is, we're taking off all of March? <laughs> I mean, that, but also... So he's been in contact with Finn? No. No, no. I would. What else is he alluding to? 
No. What else is he alluding to? Sorry. Taylor, I think you misunderstood. He turned to the camera and winked. It was to us. That was to us. Right. But like, okay, well, I guess we'll figure it out when it comes. But I was just like, we might. what do you know? And when did you know it? We might get some uh, some other people. They might do some psycho boo boos, like pop out somebody like old and like, oh shit, it's them, and then then they kind of oh yeah, this thing. <laughs> Sorry, I like kind of love her, but um, yeah, just I, but obviously we know what it is. Like we're not that naive. Like Stabler, it's the reunion that everybody's waiting for. I love on social now. It's all the side by side pictures of them, like 1999 and 2021. It's like, geez, it's amazing. Um, well, Daryl agrees with you, Taylor. He says um, the Stabler's Colin Finn for some reason. Um, I did not take it that way. That's uh, fair. I don't know. I'm just trying to like get in the heads of like the characters because if you say something like that. I think it was, I think that was definitely a, a wink to us and not anything in particular. That said, it would not be, um, it wouldn't be out of the question that Finn decided now that he reconnected with Phoebe that he should reach out to Stabler mm. on her behalf. Ooh, I like that um, theory. I like that theory. Um, yeah, Sarah says um, there's a short trailer where he's talking to someone about time passing and making contact. That's true. He is like, how long? You know, it's been too long to say I'm sorry. That's my stable impression. Um, it's right. good. It's really good. Thanks. Nice. Well, let's move on to our best lines. Oh, I don't have a thing for this. Best lines of the episode. Um, yeah, I'm glad. So I wrote down one. And then I was like, yeah, this is fine. Taylor will have all the funny ones. <laughs> there weren't funny ones, I didn't think. I thought this episode was just very sad. There was one funny one, actually. There's one funny one. All right. Well, I'll start then. Okay. Um, <laughs> I said, because this one is, I think, one we need to remember all the time, is you can withdraw consent at any time. True. Felicia, any lines? No, I was on um, drugs. Right. <laughs> Valid. Um, well, I'll say my not funny one first. But um, the, the the Nora lines I just thought were so good. Like, I thought you were so nice. I haven't been able to trust my instincts. You took away my roadmap. I thought that was, like, a really interesting concept to bring up about how it's not even, like, the trauma of that. It's the fact that she feels like she can't trust herself anymore, which is, I think, something a lot of survivors go through. Um, and then do it for the sake of all the women out there who are still whole. Just like broke my heart so much too. Um, yeah, I really liked her character. And I agree with you that it was a very like subtle performance that I really enjoyed. And I think Felicia or someone mentioned it earlier, but Carice is like, any tips on how to deal with her? Everything I do makes her angry. <laughs> and goes, don't do anything. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> don't do anything. That was a really good one. Finn is always good with like our new women in particular. Like, do you remember when he and Rollins were really close and he like really had her back when she was like going through stuff? I feel like he kind of looks at Kat that same way, which I really like. I agree. Um, I also think this Kat and Carisi like butting heads thing. I'm excited to see where this goes because it, it, if it's it not, doesn't go where I think it's going, where where are you? It can't. No. First of all, um, Carice is with Barba. But second of all, um, <laughs> oh. I, I think that 
I think that the writers are more likely to take it uh, where I don't want it, where Carisi, where I don't want Carisi to go as we saw in New Year's. Yeah. So like, I think we're more likely to see that than him and Kat. And I, you know, I hate the enemies to lovers trope, but also um, Kat's busy living her best life. I, that's what I'm saying. with him and I'm like no she needs to go clubbing like let her go out he's not gonna go clubbing with her he does she puts on her we saw her last week with Ruet. she was about to head out like crack that case about to go turn up and then when she confronted her but yeah she's ready to go we've seen her dress up and headed out on many occasions and I'm they can't possibly get to, well I don't know maybe they could possibly get together who am I to say because isn't Kat doesn't isn't she like a lesbian like no she's bi bi I, okay, I was like, I can't remember like if they like had identified that or like I know that she had a glitter. Yeah, there was a Gene or Gina episode. Yes, <laughs> and um, but I guess yeah, but no, but if if, if Carisi's gonna get with anybody, low key, like it had to be Rollins, right? Like it couldn't Barba. <laughs> Period. <laughs> in the real universe, not the one we all live in, but the one that every. <laughs> Then you're probably right, unfortunately. <laughs> Isaiah Holmes. <laughs> Correct. Oh Look, Carisi's got good taste in lawyer men. That's all. And that's the truth. Actually, Ellen, that is the truth. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, I already told you about restorative justice. So um, what, is, what else do I need to tell you about? I feel like there is something big coming that I need to tell you about. What was it? What? Was what? It? <laughs> Who's that? Um, yeah. As a reminder, um, April 1st, apparently, it is happening. Um, and the, the big thing to remember is we will be covering the premiere and possibly nothing else. Um, but this is the new, they just released this recently, um, the new logo and, and artwork for the show. Um, which means that we're on hiatus for a month. Seven years, yeah. Um, so we will be doing older episodes for the next four weeks. Um, and we'll tell you a little bit more about that when we wrap up the show. But uh, we like to do a weekly poll here. Um, every week we do a poll. Taylor, tell us about it. You know what? I will. So last week we asked the question what your favorite Dirty Cop episode is because we had that whole thing last week. Um, Unfortunately, in last place we have Signature, which is so upsetting because I love Signature, but that got 11.8% of the votes. Um, In third place we have Secrets Exhumed, which got 21.1% of the vote. That's my girl Dana Lewis's episode, which trash but like Marsha Gay Harden was there so we did love that um second place we had last week's which is Hunt Trap Rape Release interesting title uh 23.7% of the vote and in first place by a pretty big margin Internal Affairs that's the Cassidy episode with 33.4% of the votes this week we're asking you guys an interesting question is who was or is depending on you know their status of if they're alive or not your uh, favorite or like the most chaotic squad family member <laughs> because we talk about uh, Miss Lily Bustani in this episode, of course. Um, she's currently losing by a lot with 0% of the vote right now. <laughs> well, and 
in in third place right now is Simon Marsden, which is interesting because he caused a little chaos for Olivia. That's Olivia's um brother. In second place right now, we have Kathleen Stabler. God, I miss Kathleen. I hope she comes back. Like I miss Kathleen. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. And in first place right now, with 82.4% of the vote, we have Kim Rollins, which I was I think she is a shoo-in for the gold medal of this one. So I'm not surprised. But yeah, Kim Rollins, quite chaotic, if I do say so myself. And I know I'm in the minority. I love it when she comes back to town. She creates some crazy situations, but I'm always here for them. Havoc. All right. Well, we'll tell you in a bit where to find the weekly poll. Um, it's. I think you made some great choices on there. Um, I also was like, ooh, ooh, what about... Um, what about Munch's uncle? Like, what a great episode. There's so many. I said specifically, comment below if it's not in this one, because there are a lot. And then, like, some of them aren't that kid. It's like, Finn's son is like, he doesn't really, like, get into that much trouble. But, I mean, he's got some issues. But he his had... son's half-brother. Exactly. <laughs> like, it's all in the family. Carisi's niece was there for a bit. Like, there's some there's some chaos. Carisi's so. uh, brother-in-law? That one yeah. also caused some drama. And Noah. Uh, Noah's grandmother. <laughs> oh, yeah, Noah's grandmother. Brooke Shields. Oh, we got some. Um, I would also say Stabler has more uh, children. So yeah, probably. More children. Right. Yeah. But Kathleen is just like the rebel. <laughs> she. Sorry. Facilitated. She, she went to the worst university in the ever to fake exist. <laughs> And um, she was like doing good things. Like she helped with a case, like to solve a, a case about a, a rapist and an abortionist by accident. But anyway, um, she like she like restored herself. I feel like Kathleen. You know, she was just rocky. She also no, totally. I just the, the scene that lives in my mind rent free is when they're at the Italian restaurant, and he's like, "Yeah, you got a DUI two years ago. I made it go away." Um, I'm now gonna burn your license. <laughs> He's like the craziest thing to me. So that's when I think of Kathleen Sable, I think of like when she's on the swing set, and I think of that. So to be fair, just a reminder. No, I know she, she's like mentally ill. Yeah, I like, know, I know. But beyond that, she got a DUI. Like it wasn't just that, is what I'm saying. Okay. But he did. Like it happened two years ago. He's like you never faced your consequences. I know. That's what's so crazy to me. I get it. Um, also, weird. you may have forgotten when Dickie ran away because his friend disappeared. No, I Dickie. never sleep with your partner. <laughs> the little boy Sean. That was that was a really sad one though. That ended up being like really, really messed up. Yeah. I mean, all these episodes are kind of messed up. The Stabler crew is just what a time. I hope they come back for organized it's crime really old like if they talk about his personal life is the baby gonna be really old now because they had a baby lady. Eli. He now probably like, would be 13? like no not that old yeah it'd be 13 ish be 13 wow what season he had that baby but they have a little little um they mm. it was danny beck's arc when he impre- when they conceived <laughs> and but then olivia saved her in the car crash what right. season was that <laughs> Paternity is that what it's called? I think oh. a law and order SVU universe. Well, yeah, that was probably like season seven. Yeah, wow, he is kind of old now. 
I mean, to be fair, we also never saw Elizabeth again. So um, she was like, it took me years to remember Elizabeth's name. <laughs> Lizzie. She's the only one we had. Anyway. Anyway. Um, now our newest segment of the show. What did we learn? Um, now, I, I think I know what Felicia learned. Because I taught it to her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What did I learn? Restorative justice. <laughs> I did. I learned everyone learned about restorative justice. I asked that question on purpose because I want to make sure everybody's at I knew that you had the answer. <laughs> you had the answer but that you might because that's just you. But um, which one call it? Uh, I think what I learned. I mean that everybody's forgiveness is different. Mm whatever else they said on the promo about this episode last week. Okay. I like that. That's I'll very sincere. Um, then, mine's not, mine's not sincere. Wait, Felicia, we're still talking. Oh, no, that manipulators don't change. Mm. Mm. That's a good one. All right, Taylor. Um, yeah. Mine is that, and it's hard to phrase this, but when the jail went like on lockdown, I was so surprised how not scary that was. <laughs> I was like, I would be terrified. Everyone was just chilling in that room. So I'm going to say surprised how like chill lockdown is in prison because they were just eating, you know, their little snacks sitting in the, sitting on the bench. I think that's fair. Um, right? I mean, the, the lockdown was, I, if I remember correctly, it was because there was a like a fight broke out, not because people like escaped or were running loose. But still, like you think there'd be like alarms, like all oh, this crazy stuff. And they're like, oh, you gotta stay here for a minute. <laughs> like, I feel like it should be more intense. You would think there'd be masks on in a show during a pandemic, but you don't see that either. So you know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, I learned that restorative justice isn't usually used in a sexual assault case. Um, mm. But also I learned that going to NA in, in prison, like you don't have to need it. You can just show up because it looks good. It's like joining a club in high school because it looks good on your transcript. <laughs> Those are the things I, I love it. I would do that if I was in jail for sure. What Why not? Rack up those points. What else do you have to do? Like, I'm not, I've never been to jail. Um, nobody that I know close to me has an experience with about jail that they've ever shared with me. But um, I don't feel like there's a lot that you could do. Although, maybe not because jail TikTok is still out there. Yell if you check it out. Jail oh, TikTok. I did. Prison talk. <laughs> well, I, I went through a whole rabbit hole and answered all of my questions about um to jail tiktok last week so are you fascinated um less so oh, oh. Um, damn. so we have we have some confirmations in the chat sarah oh. tells us that it was season nine i believe that eli was okay born. um we're in season 22 now so somebody do that math yeah um, right i said that so confidently but like i don't know math <laughs> so i probably shouldn't have <laughs> Um, and they're also learned that Noah has COVID is COVID free and hungry. What was the point? Yeah, like decent fever too. So I was like, what is going on with him? Is this seasonal allergies? Like, what's happening? It also is it's not the guidelines of what you're supposed to do when someone 
is either has COVID or been exposed to COVID. Like if I remember this correctly, again, on drugs, they said that his someone in his pod got COVID and that he himself had a fever. So if you are around somebody that has coronavirus, unless I'm tripping, don't you have to like kind of quarantine to yourself and you get a negative test, like you get tested and do all that stuff? Like how did you just get to pop out as his mom? Like, oh, I ain't in the pod with the kid, even though I breathe in the same air as my child and we know that germs are not like you can carry germs and not get sick from something. That's a thing. Um, I don't know about coronavirus. There's like 9,000 variants now, so I'm not sure. But that just seemed odd to me. But that could just be me. She didn't. She, she probably shouldn't be going to the award ceremony. Let's put it it's that way. It's in a month. The award ceremony is in a month. She should be clean by then. But who knows? Who knows? I, I will say <laughs> um, I... <laughs> I felt the same way um, about the pot. So here's how I feel about coronavirus is no one should be out. So the idea that he has a pot at school because he has at school is a whole, like, I think that was a whole mistake to begin with. And if someone in his pod got it, it tells you that the pod is not safe, that they shouldn't be there. I'm just saying... Anyway, I agree. Also, I think the episode literally could have started with her at home. Yes. A phone call being like, Noah's sick, I'm at home. (laughs) That's it. We didn't need the whole beginning. No. Anyway. Sure didn't. (laughs) That's what we learned. Um, All right. So before... um, Before we tell you uh, what the... Where to find the poll? I was like, what am I telling you? I don't know. I'm along for the ride. (laughs) Um, So in the next four weeks, we are going to be doing older episodes. We will be still doing them Sundays, um, usual time, and be available via podcast version on Mondays. I realized earlier that I shared a photo and did not say what it was to our listeners on the podcast version. It's the graphic for organized crime. (laughs) Sorry about that. Um, Cool. Yes. Yeah, but I didn't say it. I was like, this. Yeah, that's <laughs> And I said, who was that? So that was probably not intuitive. <laughs> so sorry to our audio listeners. We appreciate you. Um, any, uh, we were, If you have recommendations for what episodes we should be covering this month while we do older episodes, we are very open to hearing them. Um, as you know, Taylor requires them to have twists. Um, I do not require that. Felicia, any requirements? It. Yeah. One, just one cohesive story. Just one cohesive story. Minimal requirement. I mean, oh, they have to say, they have to, it has to be named Send in the Clowns. Is that what everyone was just saying? No. We already did that episode. Um, as a reminder, we started this podcast. We, I started this podcast um, in season 16. So anything before season 16, we probably have not covered yet. So. Um, anything before season 16 is a good bet to recommend to us. Yep. Babes? Is that what everyone? Oh, yeah. I did hear people say babes. (laughs) Um, All right. But until then, um, let me remind you all of the rain hotline just in case you need it. 1-800-656-4673. 1-800-656-HOPE-4673. Felicia, where can everyone keep up with you? 
Um, you can find me on Instagram, just mulling around um, at, at It's Felicia Michelle. I'm on Twitter at It's Felicia on Air. And I'm either probably talking about uh, my crazy dreams, food, or um, this podcast. Aww. I'm sold. I'm sold. So I love food in this podcast. Right. Um, Taylor, where can everyone find you and the poll? Yes, find me and the poll on Twitter at alphabet underscore and and you can find me on Instagram at Taylor underscore case underscore. Awesome. I'm everywhere at Yell Teagle. That's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. I will be back on uh, Twitch tomorrow, twitch.tv slash Yell Teagle, playing Zelda on Super Nintendo. And hopefully this time I progress and don't get so frustrated I quit after one hour. So um, Fine. that's an hour. That's That's not bad. Usually I play like two to three hours and I didn't make it to the hour mark. I was rounding up from 50. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll see you next time, everybody. Thanks for being here. Bye.